It's time to shed light on the over 30 million souls who enter a nightly battle with obstructive sleep apnea. Join award-winning board-certified otolaryngologist Dr. Mother Kandula and best-selling author Jason Tierney in Out of Breath, a special six-part podcast series that will set the record straight on the topic of sleep medicine and dentistry. Let's dive in. Mother, Jason, how you doing? I want to know something. Yes. Why did you ruin my book release show in Philadelphia? <laughs> I did not, uh, but I hear it was ruined. Uh, Why did you do this to I, me? I did nothing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a poor, innocent man just trying to do his, uh, his, his day's bidding. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll figure that out by the end of this. Uh, what, what role you played. Correct. So I wrote a book. Yeah, I read your book. It's a good book. Let me, I'll plug the book. You're not going to plug the book. I'll plug the book. Plug the book. Book is great. Um, and, you know, a lot of actionable items in there um, for both folks who are interested in dental, dental sleep um, medicine and just sort of people who are interested in, uh, let's call it proactive business skills or some version of that. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of that in there. I mean, it's not sure. just, it's, I think, I mean, for those that don't have not read the book yet, there's certainly components that are dental sleep related and then there are components that are, um, human beings and their natural tendencies and how to overcome those natural tendencies with, um, habits and, uh, practice. So well, I'm glad you read it. Thanks for picking the copy up. Absolutely. Thanks Absolutely. for the plug. You got it. Checks I don't plug and I checks just, in the mail just to be clear. I don't plug things, uh, lightly. So thank you. Absolutely. So I wrote the book yeah. and I was jazzed to go to, to the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine meeting okay. in Philadelphia. Yeah. The book's out. It's it's going to be the the chatter. I'll be the uh, the man of the hour. Yeah. And instead, I got to the meeting and I kept hearing about two things. The first one was some anonymous letter that mm -hmm. a bunch of, you know, sort of the the KOLs, which is a term that I deplore, but what is KOL? I have no idea. Oh, key opinion leader. Oh, so Ooh, that sounds good. Those are, those must be like the Mount Rushmore of people, right? They're the Mount Rushmore. So the Mount Rushmore's of dental sleep, yeah. uh, received an anonymous letter. Yep. Okay. And in that anonymous letter, it mentioned a name, <laughs> Mother Candula. And I went, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So some anonymous letter writer coupled with Mother Candula yeah. joined together to ruin my book release. Yeah. So uh, was it me or is it the, the letter? I guess it's both. I guess the letter wouldn't exist without me. So therefore, um, yeah, I'll do a root cause analysis <laughs> and it all goes back to Mother Candula. To me, that's uh, amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, um, I mean, we, we, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, um, but. Yeah, I you know just so everybody knows, I was in Philadelphia that weekend. I wasn't at the Philadelphia Convention Center. I was um, my med school had. I was at my twenty fifth year med school reunion in Philadelphia. And as I was getting on the plane, I looked and I think I saw something on LinkedIn or something about this meeting. I, I literally had no idea. And I talked Gwen, my, was my wife. I was like, oh man, if I knew this was if I knew this meeting was happening when I was going to be out in Philly, um, I would have signed up. But I would have gone. Yeah. Um, I wish I had attended uh, given given how much uh, oxygen i sucked out of that uh, convention hall i wish it had been there to kind of uh, refresh it with some fresh oxygen so yeah yeah, yeah. you would have uh, you would have certainly uh, 
been been a draw. Right? <laughs> uh, so you've seen this this I letter post fact. So I I, lit, I had you know sort of set the, the scene there is you know I guess the, this meeting was going on. I was doing my own thing, and I, I don't quite know when, but. I don't. I, may, I think it was either I had left Philly already, or it was after the meeting. It wasn't. It wasn't in the heart of things. Mm-hmm. But then I just started getting incoming about, um, hey, you know, whatever. You, you were, you know, you or Advent was the the talk of the meeting. I'm like, huh? Oh, okay. What? What's up with that? And then you know, various people, including you know, I reached out to you to be clear, because um, you know, again, we don't. We're not like uh, buddy buddy and don't go way way back. But we've had a couple conversations, and sure. I do. Uh, believe that you're not a person of, um, or that you are a person of um, substance, meaning I don't think you're going to say, I don't think, you know, there are some people you talk to and they're all spin and you can never understand, you know, what they're about. I think you're a straight shooter. Maybe that's a better way to say that. And so that's why I reached out to you and we had a conversation and you kind of gave me a little bit of insight about what happened. Uh, it was other, other people I talked to as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's when I heard about this letter mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, I think from what I understand, I think the letter started a, the false assumptions within the letter, which I have seen subsequently that have, that were accepted as truth, um, created conversations that were completely fictitious about, um, me and about Advent. And, um, you know, that's a lot of the, basically, long story short, that's a lot of the reason that we're sitting here today uh, in Milwaukee having this conversation is because of the letter. And, um, you know, it, it's an odd thing because, uh, you know, that letter is, has created uh, buzz or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, there isn't any actual, there's very little actual truth in that letter. I've, I've seen the letter. I have the letter. We've talked about this and I'm, I'll just, you know, we'll kind of talk about it, um, you know, right now, but I guess I've seen the letter. I've got the letter on my phone. You would rather not go there just to be clear. I mean, you, 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 uh, I mean, you could speak for yourself, but I'd say when, as we've talked about it, you feel like, you know, there's nothing to be gained. By I advocated um, for not reading the letter. I didn't think that it necessarily added to the conversation. It was potentially incendiary because it mentioned specific names. Right. However, your position, and I don't want to speak for you, but I will, (laughs) is that you were pilloried in this letter. Right. And you need to be a part of this narrative, or you are a part of the narrative. So you want to control your piece of the, the, the story. Yeah, or and part of that is telling the story according to Mother, the book according to Mother. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, is that fair? an accurate um, description, and it's really—I I wouldn't say control the narrative, but um, add my perspective to what's been said. Because you know, when I read the letter, um, it, the, the 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 I see the words and understand kind of where they're coming from, but there's so little there there. Um, so. Well, Anyway. We're speaking about this letter yeah. in this sort of nebulous terms. <laughs> right. You said you have it on your phone. I, 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 Why I don't do. you go I, ahead and, 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 uh, and let's, let's practice those old school radio chops you've All got. All right. Here we go. And I think we can, uh, I'm not sure if I'll just read the whole thing or read it and comment as we, um, as I go through, but. I'm going to say read it all the way through. All right. Okay. Well, let me, my phone is being uh, a little weird on me. Okay. Is that an Android? It is not. It's an iPhone. All right. Here we go. 
<clears throat> this is the letter. This is, these are not my words. These are not um, Jason's words. These are the words of Anonymous. How do you feel about anom Anonymous, generally speaking? It's, it's cowardly. It's, yes. Yeah. If, if you're not going to put your name on it, just don't say it. Yeah. I don't disagree. But regardless, uh, we don't know who this person is. But basically, uh, this is, again, this is the letter. I'm writing you anonymously as a frustrated and angry dentist. I have a busy dental practice in the Illinois, Wisconsin area, and I have been um, treating OSA for almost 10 years. Advent ENT is a large practice that is headquartered in my area with over a dozen locations. Last year, Advent began advertising OAT treatment in their clinics, which was managed by a respected local dentist who I know personally. This model seems to be growing, and I uh, know others who see patients uh, inside of medical clinics in New York, Florida, and elsewhere. In fact, our, a our AADSM past president, David Schwartz, treats patients in a medical cl uh, clinic in Chicago. However, Advent terminated its relationship with the dentist and is now scanning and treating in their practice locations with their own medical assistants. My niece works for Advent. I have firsthand knowledge that Dr. Mark Murphy has trained their medical staff in the clinics that have recently started uh, treating with OAT. He taught Advent physician assistants and medical assistants how to scan, how to take a bite, how to deliver prosomnus devices, how to adjust at delivery, uh, how to troubleshoot, etc. The, the following news segment ran on a morning news program in early March. Please type, uh, it, it, please type um, the, uh, this into your phone, uh, what this PA says about not needing to see a dentist, and the device he shows is damning evidence. Uh, I'm writing to you and only a handful of other DSM colleagues because of your leadership position in our industry and your visibility in the DSM Facebook group. I hope that you, uh, that you use your influence to bring awareness to what Prosomnus has done in my area. Advent is growing as they've recently purchased ENT practices in Minnesota and Indiana. Patients in those locations who might have been referrals to local dentists will now be offered OAT in those clinics if they, weren't, uh, if they aren't already without the benefit of consult with a dentist. I apologize that I feel that uh, I must remain anonymous, which is why I'm writing this letter and not emailing. I have no desire to become a target of colleagues who blindly support any company. Once upon a time, we banded together successfully to force Somnomed to change direction. I believe we are called to do that again. It pains me to write those words as I've been a loyal prosomnus prescriber for a very long time. But now the sleep portion of my practice is at risk and I'm furious. Please envision yourself in my position and help. Thank you. Again, against your will is is is, is um, you know me reading that letter. But I, I do feel like for those who are listening and watching, um, without that context, it's sort of we're talking about something that it's hard to know what are they actually talking about. Um, now I know you didn't write the letter. At least I don't think you could have though, because anonymous could be. I could have written the letter for all that, you know, for all that matters. But I don't think you wrote it. I don't. I didn't write it. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that right now. So I, I think though, there's we talked about Philadelphia a bit, and I'd say, well, what happened in Philadelphia was a reaction to that letter. And the reason I wanted to read the letter is that um, there are very little truths in there, and that's. A starting point. If there if there's going to be a discussion about something, then I think it's important to understand the facts around what's going on. Now, I think there are some charges that are, are alleged in there that I would appreciate if you would sort of um, speak on behalf of this dentist or the the dental sleep community to say, hey, you know what 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 you just read. There's some stuff in there that's concerning. 
Um, and I know we've talked a little bit about that, but I think I'd like to kind of get into that and then maybe get into some of the reaction. Um, and, and just before we get into the, the meat of things, I would say part of the reason that I wanted, I reached out to you, um, to see if you were willing to do something to, to, to have a conversation because what I didn't appreciate about what happened in Philadelphia is that a conversation was had, um, you know, with whispers and in corners and, you know, I know you guys didn't know I was in Philadelphia, but I, I am always happy to engage in discussion and dialogue. Uh, I, am, I am proud of what we do in my practice. I am proud of how we treat our patients. I'm proud of, of um, you know, the work we've done to uh, propel uh, oral appliance therapy um, as a treatment option. And I'm proud of the dentists that I've worked with. I'm proud of ProSomnus, um, who has, has worked well with us. I'm proud of Somnimed, who has also worked well with us. You know, there, they, I, I feel like there were many companies and individuals, including those that were mentioned in that letter, that were wrongfully attacked based on false information um, that used my name and used my company's name. And I don't appreciate that. So let's start with what in that letter is true? Um, well, um, Advent is a medical practice that is based in Milwaukee. Um, although they, 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 there's true, although they, they use, they, they, and this is a little pet peeve of mine, they spelled Advent, nobody saw, but capital A-D-V-E-N-T. So Advent, like Advent is, I, I don't know if you wonder, like why, why do they call themselves Advent? Advent is all caps all the time because ENT, Advanced Ear, Nose, and Throat Specialist is ADVENT, yes. uh, A-D-V-E-N-T. And so I think the important, the reason I bring that up is uh, we are a, an otolaryngology practice, an ENT practice, and in fact, now we're a nose and throat practice that focuses on the nose and throat. Um, the breathing triangle is what we call it. And um, the conditions that we're talking about are in those areas. And so, yes, we are a, a large, if you want to call it as that, growing medical practice that is providing comprehensive care to individuals who have breathing triangle issues. What else is true in the letter? Um, I think they spell my name right, which is unusual. I didn't pronounce it. I know, <laughs> nobody can pronounce my name. You, you do a good job of my name. So there's that. I think the... Uh, not much else is true, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of what's, what was in that letter specifically. I think the, 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 the fact that we had a dentist on site is, is true. Um, and I guess, and the, I'm not, I'm not close to the possibility that we may do that in, in certain locations. Let me just be clear with that. Does that make sense? I mean, there's an evolution of the practice. There's an evolution of how we're trying to figure out how to incorporate oral appliance therapy, therapy in our practice. And it was, we've talked about previously, so in multiple ways of doing that. So, so we did have a dentist in our, in our office. Um, we didn't, I think it says here, we, well, let, let, yeah. let's, let's put that in abeyance for now and let's go to we'll, we'll come back to how you're managing dental sleep in practice, but let's talk about or how you're managing oral appliance therapy. Let's talk about what you're, what, what's untrue in that letter. Um, well, uh, like I was saying, I mean, we, we, the, that, the, the dentist we had on site, uh, we didn't remove, he removed himself, which caused us to figure, have to figure this, that, this out on our own. So it, to be clear, he didn't, he, you didn't fire him. No, absolutely not. Okay. No, absolutely not. And, 
the intention when we brought him on board was to build a program similar to what we're doing in Milwaukee. But what we've discovered in that process is that it is impossible. It, and I'm just stating a fact. It, is, it, ha, it was impossible for us to partner with the dental sleep community to bring oral appliance therapy into our clinics. Impossible. So that's a truth. But we didn't force him out. He left. And then when he left is where, you know, basically we had the, you know, the, the realization that we're going to have to do this thing on our own. Okay. What else is way. untrue? Um, what was said about I, I, what was said about Dr. Murphy and Prosomnus is untrue. They didn't come in and teach us how to do everything. We were already doing those things, and we had done those things by um, you know really hiring consultants from the dental sleep medicine community. And you know we we so we've been working with the dental sleep medicine community to get our program off the ground. We were working with with Somnomed to get our program off the ground, um, and I. I Really, one of the main reasons I wanted to, you know, sort of speak my pieces, uh, and we'll talk about what happened in Philadelphia. I don't appreciate, um, you know, cattiness. I don't appreciate when somebody um, takes shots at partners of ours, friends of ours, um, period, but certainly for no reason whatsoever. And I take offense. I personally, I... You know, Mark Murphy is a great guy. I don't know. You, you can have your own opinions about him. Everybody can have. He's He's been nothing but good to me and good to Advent. And, um, you know, he's not a, and, and I guess, how do you say, I, I feel bad that he's getting he's getting some slack on this. I feel bad that Persomnus is getting slack on this because it's, uh, it's petty, it's wrong. Um, and then let me get back on the point of the letter. I'd say um, the fact that we're, we are taking business away from dental sleep medicine is a bold face untruth not whatsoever it just isn't isn't the truth whatsoever how is that untrue if, if you don't have a dentist and in, in, you don't have a dentist we cur we currently do not have a dentist on site um so how is it true but you're delivering oral appliances that otherwise those patients likely would have gone to a dentist they would not have gone to where are those patients coming from those patients, I mean, you don't know tell, this. You tell me. They're com we, we are a direct consumer company. So we, we advertise, we market. Word of mouth is a huge thing for us. So the patients that we're treating are patients that, are, that would fall outside of the system. They're either getting failed by the system or they're not going into the system to begin with. And so we talked about the fact that it's about 5 or 6% penetration of oral appliance therapy for sleep apnea, which is pathetic period, end of sentence. That is pathetic. So we're not going after the 5% or 6%. We're going after the 95%. And even beyond that, we're going after the 80% of folks who have sleep apnea who aren't getting treated because they don't have access or the in, to the information to know that there are other options other than CPAP. There are other options than surgery. Uh, oral appliance therapy is a very good option. Uh, oral appliance therapy in isolation with a nose that's not... Um, functioning or understood is a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, those people need to be made aware that there are other options. And uh, that is the, that's, those are our patients. We are not taking, uh, it, it, the, for a typical dental sleep medicine practice, I understand the referrals come from a variety of areas. Um, maybe there's some uh, folks who are, who are, maybe some people are doing uh, marketing, but uh, I have not seen anything. I have not heard anything, um, you know, from the dental sleep medicine community as far as getting the word out. So I, I think, you know, as far as us taking business away from people is a petty and scarcity mindset. And at the end of the day, there are more people out there who are being, who are being failed uh, by all communities that treat sleep apnea right now 
then are being helped. And I'm doing something about it. And I don't appreciate um, that in the act of doing something that those who are, those who are not the critics um, will come out of the woodwork to say how they don't feel you know, what's being done is right, yet those very same people are doing nothing to advance the cause. But are you potentially doing, because you don't have a dentist, are you potentially doing, you're solving one problem and possibly causing another? What problem are we causing? With, with side effects, uh, with uh, dental issues, that, you know, existing dental issues that, frankly, I can't imagine a, a, a PA is, is skilled or educated enough in identifying those issues, uh, tooth mobility, uh, any kind of uh, temporomandibular joint problems uh, that, that would only be evident maybe upon palpation. Uh, I mean, how are, you, how are you able to avoid those, you know, again, solving one problem and causing another without um, a dentist? We are physicians and clinicians that practice medicine. Mm -hmm. um, an oral appliance is a medical device that treats a medical condition. But I wouldn't trust you to place a, a heart stent. Um, I, yeah, and we wouldn't place a heart stent. It's not within our, our, our scope. It's not within our field of purview. Um, so this is not that at all. I guess let me go, I mean, I'll go in a slightly different direction. I think it's the exact same analogy is that uh, I'm an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Uh, I saw you have, you're not wearing them right now, but you had glasses on. Where, where were those sitting? They were on my nose. And? My ears. And did you see any ENT for those glasses? I didn't. No. And those glasses are treating what condition? Maybe they're just for looks, but if, if, if they're for, for your yeah. eyes, yeah. They're, they're, they're a device that's meant to help your eyes that sit on the nose and the throat. Mm -hmm. An oral appliance is a device that's meant to help the throat that sits on the teeth. Now, the teeth are a very delicate and intricate uh, system, I'll call them that. And um, yeah, there's a lot of complexity there. But at the end of the day, um, the devices and the devices that we use are the top of the line devices. The devices, as we talked about previously, have come a long way. Um, we do digital scanning for all of our devices. So from a um, you know, best in class standpoint, the processes that we have in place are best in class. And I absolutely believe that um, it's part of clinical medicine to be able to evaluate dentition, uh, TMJ issues, all of those things go into the evaluation. And uh, even if you do all of, those, all of those things, there are gonna be certain individuals who have issues with teeth and you know, crowns getting pulled off and uh, TMJ issues and uh, you know, alterations and bite and all of the things that can happen. Those happen, they will happen, you know, they happen to patients of ours who we put in oral appliances. They happen to anybody's patients who they put into oral appliances. And in those situations, uh, you know, if you can avoid the treatment to begin with, you can go in a different direction. If you're gonna move forward with treatment, we do that with complete uh, consultation and um, uh, approval from our patients. And if they're having those issues, we have the ability to get those individuals in with their dentist if there's something that needs to be addressed or simply have them stop using the device if that makes the most sense. What if they don't have a dentist? We, all of our patients who put in oral appliances have a dentist. That's part of our protocol. So I, I guess, I mean, I understand where the, where the, I understand the angle of inquiry, but I would say I just simply come back to the fundamental, which is 
Oral Pines Therapy is a medical treatment for a medical condition, and uh, I am, I happen to be a board-certified otolaryngologist whose um, area of focus is the throat, which is the exact area where this condition happens. Um, and so uh, it is completely within our scope of practice. My, my um, anti-academy has stated that as a fact. Now, what's the reality in this country today? 99.9% .9 of oral appliances are delivered by dentists. And that's great. I mean, I, I, and so, you know, how do you say this? I think that's great because it offers patients the, the right option for them. Um, and, and so, again, I'm not fighting over the 5 or 6% of, of, of patients that are getting into oral appliances. I want, I want more dentists getting into this. I want more people uh, having access to this service. I don't want less. Um, and in the communities that we're in, our advocacy for all treatment options within this, this breathing triangle space, including oral appliance therapy, increases awareness to, to a level that doesn't exist. So if you look at the markets that we're in, one of the things that was sort of put in there is this guy or gal is, is feeling like uh, he's scared, she's scared. Um, don't be scared because I guarantee you, if, we're, if Advent's in your market and we are getting uh, awareness increase, there's gonna be more business coming your way, not less. And in fact, uh, there are patients that have uh, issues with their teeth or TMJ where it's, it's sort of uh, not, you know, not uh, maybe a little bit more tricky. And in those more complex, more patient. complex patients, we certainly will want to get them into a dentist, uh, you know, AADSM dentist to, to handle those patients. Now, we've talked about the fact that um, in many of our markets, we don't have a good resource that way. Um, and so, you know, for us, um, Building those resources and building those relationships and building this community is something that uh, we're looking to do. Um, this is going to take an army to approach all of the patients out there who have these needs. Uh, on the flip side, and we, we don't really talk about the, the correlator, which is true, is, is most, of, most patients who are getting into oral appliance therapy have sinonasal anatomy issues that aren't being addressed. And you could, you know, as much as somebody might say, well, what do you know about teeth and how you, how, how do you, you know, how you feel like you would be able to, to even evaluate that or yellow, let alone treat that. I'd say well, same thing with the nose and the sinuses, you know, and, and I'm not saying that they, that a dentist can't appreciate that, but I am saying that a dentist cannot treat those areas. And if you can't treat an area that the majority of your patients have, um, it's very problematic. Now on the, on the flip side, I come in peace, you know, Advent comes in peace. And so when we're in a community and if you're a dentist in that community that's providing good care to your patients and you have a patient that you're looking to get an oral appliance and boy, you think there's something with you know, going on with their nose, I would look like nothing better than for you to allow us to take care of that patient and for us to send that patient right back your way for the oral appliance if that's what's necessary. So in, in that regard, um, I don't know who exactly is being harmed by us increasing awareness, um, providing this, this treatment for our own patients, um, allowing access to our services for those who are providing this treatment that otherwise wouldn't have access. What evidence do you have that your marketing is, is benefiting these, these dentists? I anecdotal evidence, mm. I'd say ask dentist. I mean, ask, um, dentists in the markets that we're in, if Advent is net positive or negative to their practices. You said that you want nothing more than to you know, be part of this sort of multidisciplinary cabal. What, um, what, yeah. what, what steps, what actions does Advent take when you go into a new market to foster that kinship? Um, well, our primary objective is to, is to 
follow the advent model, which is get our locations open, you know, get the awareness going and seeing patients. Secondarily, looking for relationships in those markets makes sense, but that's not our primary. Our primary objective is treating our patients. And, um, you know, the, the other people in that market that might be overlapping in our care, um, don't get, they don't need to get my approval to be there and I don't need to get their approval to be there. Um, but on the flip side, if somebody's provide, we cannot provide, you know, at, at Advent, what we do is we provide the best care for the majority of patients who have breathing triangle issues, not a hundred percent. Um, I don't know what the percentage is. Let's call it 90%. What do we do with the 10%? Well, the 10%, 10% could be somebody who needs Inspire, uh, somebody who needs um, to see a dentist for oral appliance therapy. Even I consider in the 10% folks that, you know, we need to get in, into CPAP. I mean, that, that's not a service we offer um, ourselves. So we need to have um, reliable resources that way. It, it, but it's pro, it's not just problematic uh, problematic problematic from the dental side of things. It's problematic from the CPAP side of things. As a specific example, when we when we go into new markets, what we've had to figure out is is how do we find and and do we need to create a resource that's able to follow us along and provide um, good quality uh, CPAP care? And the answer is yes. So what we've needed to do on the oral appliance side is what we've done on the CPAP side is what we'll do is, is when we get to the edges of our, our boundaries, either finding or creating a resource that's able to, to help those that we, we can't help ourselves. What else in the letter is false? Um, well, I mean, I think we covered most of it. I'm trying to think of any other specifics within there. I mean, I think just to, I don't want to pull the letter out because I don't know that we need to go that in depth. In. Is there anything, anything in there that you feel like we haven't talked about? Let me just sort of throw it back your way. One of the claims was that, and, and you touched on this earlier, was that th these oral appliance companies came in and trained uh, Advent how, mm -hmm. to, how to deliver oral appliances, how to manage oral appliances. That's not true. That is, that is, I mean, I guess I, that is not true. Let me just sort of make that. They didn't, they, we worked with them as we worked with, as we work with all of our vendors to figure out how uh, we can make this work for us. But to answer the specific question, uh, no, it's not true. We, we worked with specific dentists who probably want their names to be, you know, unmentioned, who were not mentioned in this letter, uh, who were not employees of Somnomad or Prosomnus or any other device company um, that understand that uh, increasing the access and reach to oral appliance therapy is a good thing. And um, that's how we got our program off the ground. So, you know, that, that is, it's, it's, it's false. Um, we didn't, we haven't really, and we probably should talk about kind of Philadelphia, the specifics around that, but you know, my, part of my understanding about what happened in her, as a reaction to this letter is that in Philadelphia, um, knives were drawn company against company, um, coward against coward, uh, who throw people, you know, it was like this, I wasn't there. You were there. You'll have to provide commentary, but I heard it was just a, it was a, a circus, uh, a circus and many clowns were at that circus. Is that true? We could talk about it next time. Sounds good. Next time on Out of Breath. I'm going to make a bold statement. Uh, there's never been a greater champion for oral appliance therapy in the medical space than me. Not Advent, me.